0: Blog Talk Radio. Oh.
1: Wednesday edition of Alternative Wrestling Radio. It's August the twenty second. Coming at you live in my studio in San Bruno, California. Down there on the third floor. I have uh laying on the couch, chilling as she usually does, my executive producer, little Miss Oreo, shivering because that's what little chihuahuas do. But this episode of Alternative Wrestling Radio is brought to you by First off, the uh, Zombie Podcast Network. Uh, we are expanding. Uh, we are looking for shows. Uh, if you if you if, if you'd like to host a podcast, I can you know I can run the board for you. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, you book your guests, you do whatever promotion, and I will just run the board and and patch everybody in and out. You know, uh, a very small fee. Uh, I don't charge much. Um, I don't do this for the money. I do it for the love and for the fun and you know, for voices to be heard. So if you want to uh, join the zombie podcast network, feel free. Just hit me on a hit me on a DM, uh KidZombie on Facebook, KidZombie two thousand on Twitter or KidZombie Two Thousand at AOL dot com. If you feel like emailing me, going that old school way you could do that. Uh this episode is also brought to you by brownbutterwrestling.com wrestling dot com backslash V F I I I dot H T M L Uh every shirt that's on that that uh that part of the brown butter website uh 100% of the proceeds will go to uh the family of uh, Virgil Flynn the who we lost uh in July um Kathy and the kids uh, will be receiving that money um i know it doesn't bring virgil back but it does you know it it helps some of the strain financial strain some of the some of the toughest uh st- things to deal with it's just pretty rough um yeah, i'm not gonna mention i'm not gonna talk much about uh this past friday's uh a p w sucker free show um because we're gonna have uh the a mysterious question Mizark on in the uh fourth and final segment to uh to uh talk about that show we're gonna run it down and uh you know things like that and uh we're gonna talk about you know what what matches stole the show um you know, things like that so let's see here, the Giants have lost the last two to the Mets, and it looks like the Giants are pretty much out of it, Um, so it's, uh, looks like uh, the Giants season's pretty much over, Um, go A's, you know, I'd I'd like for the A's to, uh, you know, maybe do something, and, um, you know, kind of turn things around here for the Bay Area's fortunes as far as baseball. You know, and the forty ers are, are uh around the corner waiting, you know, they're uh they just had their second uh practice game so they're um they're uh gonna be coming to the regular season in two yeah, another two weeks and then, then it launches and then it it's for real. Uh we're we're waiting for uh Steven Cesario to call in. Um Not quite sure what's going on with Stevie. I uh, I sent him a message to let him know that he was batting leadoff at 7 p.m. So let's uh, let's check the board and see. We have Stevie yet? No, we're waiting for Stevie. So let me hit up Stevie again on the messenger here. And let's see here. All right, let's message Steve there real quick, and let's pull up the board. Okay, we are waiting for Steve Interessori to call in. Um, I just sent him a message on Facebook here to uh, give us a call in. He's probably uh, checking out the Pong uh, over there on the Hood Slam Twitch page. And uh, I have a 415 caller in the queue. What's up, 415?
2: Matt, man, how are you doing tonight brother
1: hey it's it's the the man, the myth, the legend, the host of DERFcast. speaking of the uh the zombie podcast network you know we're we're trying to uh get like get like a pregnant woman and expand bro
2: a pregnant woman that means big boobs I'm in for it there you go <laughs> there
1: you go, there you go.
2: I could so turn uh, yeah like i said we're
1: we're waiting right. for a Steven, just sorry to call in. Uh, I made a quick hot tag to my partner, Fred. Uh, what's going on? How was your weekend, bro?
2: Awesome. Box of Fluffy Ducks. Big time wrestling. Well, not big oh boy. Wrong word. APW uh-huh. on Friday was awesome. Just awesome. The total heel turn of Jeff Cobb to hanging out with you to dealing most of the night with the Tonga Kid was awesome.
1: Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna tone? run that one that show. We're gonna run it down at the end in the last segment. But Whoa. you know what, Marcus Mack got go dealt uh, a pretty uh, a couple uh, bad trump cards there. But you know what, he turned it around. You know, and to be honest, I think uh, what's going on with the Scum and the Stoner Brothers is going to be way better than anything that the Scum and, and the Lucha
2: Brothers could do. Well, I totally agree. I mean, the Stoner brothers, this is the first time I've seen them. I've heard so much about them from their uh, Stoner U and, uh, once a month on Thursdays in Oakland. Very cheap price. If anybody gets a chance to go out there, please support them. Uh, I was very impressed. I, I closed my eyes, and I thought it was uh, the Steiner brothers for a minute, the way they were on the mic. It was, it was real fun. They, they are a great team.
1: So, and, and so you're story, doing some recording tonight. Why don't you get in a plug real quick for what yeah, you're recording?
2: I have the champ. How many days in counting? You know who it is. I lost twelve twelve hundred, I think. Boy, yeah, twelve hundred. Boyce Legrand is on my show tonight in his splendor. And then I have the Rumble and the Redwoods uh promoter, Joe Sousa, calling in at the end of the show, uh to go back and forth with me and my uh guest, Boyce Legrand. Uh it should be interesting. Joe's on a time limit tonight. We'll see how he handles that. No mm. no offense. I'm just you know, I'm just teasing. to make Come it on. talk, I'm, I'm and you know that's a shoot. I love him. I love him. I love him. You know, I love been him too. On a great show once a year in Eureka, uh, Rumble in the Redwoods. I think he's up to number six now, and it's always a sellout. It's always fun. It's the most interesting crowd I've ever seen at a match uh, at any card because they they are up for anything. Headlocks, they cheer with a standing ovation. Drop kicks, they're in awe of them uh even Sparky uh Sparky Ballad said the same thing. So he's, you know, he's, let's uh,
1: let's get in a plug for your for your podcast.
2: Oh, tonight, yes, uh, Soundcloud.com, soundcloud dot com. All caps, DERFCAST. You could spell DERFCAST. I'm sure everybody out there can. Um up to eighty shows. Tonight's my eightieth episode. And I'd like to give you a lot of credit, which I really haven't been, except in person, but this is for all everybody here. If it wasn't for Matt, man, I wouldn't know anything about the independent wrestling circuit, as I was too oh. lazy to ever look it up as of three years y- ago. Y-
1: you know, Fred, it's 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 my pleasure to you know pay it forward and, and share knowledge, but I'm going to kick you off. I, I, I got uh, okay, I have a, a guy gone. that's on yeah, fire what? from Hayward, so I'm going to knock you off.
2: I'm gone. Goodbye. It's been my pleasure.
1: I'll- <laughs> That was Fred of the Durfcast. I'd like to welcome this to the show, Mr. Steven Trossario. I have three words doing? for you, Steve. I have three words. Brutal. Rob. Hands. What do you think of Bob? Maniac. He's insane. Uh,
3: I think he's. I think he's probably one of the most underrated and most unknown gems, little diamond nuggets in. Pro wrestling. Screw Northern California because everybody knows who the hell he is in Northern California. I think most people in Southern California know who he is. They may not have seen him wrestle, but they've at least heard of him. Uh, I, you know, I think. And uh, the guy is an absolute bump machine. He knows, ex- you know, you know, he has great wrestling psychology and he's an awesome guy. Uh, you know, if if you actually get to know the guy behind, you know, behind the hands, then uh, then he's a really awesome guy.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've been a fan of, of hands for 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 a while now. Then I saw the match of the Virgil Flynn show with uh, Isadora, and I was like, okay, uh, that's it. I, I I'm done. I can see no more. The Battle um, of the Giants. match it. of the night. Ma- maybe match of the year.
3: I'll tell you what. He close. took bump of the year twice. He t- he
1: the,
3: took bump of the year twice in that match with those choke oh, those, slams. Uh,
1: the, those choke slams. Looked like a, a meteor, you know, crashing to the ground. It was it was insane.
3: They they were up there.
1: Well, 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 since we're we're on the topic of of Stoner U graduates, um, sure. There's got to be either something in the water or some in the bud or something in Oakland, the air. I don't know what it is, but the stoner you is spitting out talents and not yeah. just cookie cutter. I mean, a lot of different talents. Yourself, um, uh, Manny Faberino, uh, Mr. Hands, uh, Big B. I mean, you, you, all Shall kinds of Blackheart, different guys. Richard well, Channery. We could we could, we could go forever. Um, let's talk about training with the coaches. and we
3: got and we got greenies coming in. Uh, we got we got some new students that are getting ready to uh, getting ready to make their impact felt. And uh, and yeah, the, the 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 Stoner U alumni list is going to grow, and it's uh, going to grow into some beautiful beautiful product that'll smoke anybody in the country when it comes to getting in the ring and performing.
1: Mm-hmm so t- let's talk about training in the ring with the Cuzzies. um sure they everything looks i mean it it looks like it hurts, and these guys are are just on a whole different level than than the majority of of uh independent performers and even even larger quote unquote names um mm-hmm. how How did you get hooked up with the stoners?
3: Uh, I was going to train at APW and then unfortunately Roland Alexander passed away. Um, and then the following month, AJ Kirsch, Joseph Joe Brody introduced me to the twins and I started training with them in February of 2014.
1: And you made your debut in a, in a battle Royal, which most greenies do, um,
3: no, I made my debut at a uh at a flea market against Brittany Wonder and Jesus Cruz uh with Kikyo as my tag team partner. She took the pinfall in that.
1: There you go. I that was corrected. my
3: very first match.
1: Very first. Well yeah. you you mentioned uh Jesus Cruz you know, we, we don't see enough of that dude. He needs to he needs to get out more.
3: Yeah, I miss Jesus. he's down in uh he's down in SoCal though and he's taking care of business and needs to get taken care of, so can't hate on a man for doing that, you know, doing what's right for him.
1: There you go. And you mentioned Kikyo, uh get well girl, take care of that knee. Uh we'll see yeah, you heal in the up. ring soon enough. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yep, yep. Don't my 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 wife has the same injury. And you need to take your time. Don't yeah. rush. wrestlers really, aren't good at that. You 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 can't fuck around with. You know your they needs.
3: yell at us to slow down. They yell at us to slow down, slow down, slow down. Everybody's trainer tells them to slow down, slow down. But man, we're not really good at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you listen to the fans, which is which is important. So sometimes. Sometimes you just ignore them. You 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 have a generational rival, where Tanahashi has Okada, um, Flair had Steamboat. You have Manny Faberino. Um, no matter the company, you two in the ring create magic. Um, what's the secret? You, you, will, will you let it out of the bag, or you know, you guys just uh, you know, you guys mix like peanut butter and jelly.
3: Uh, You know, to be completely honest, that kid is special, for one. Uh, Manny Faberino can have a five-star match with anybody in the world, and he can have a five-star match by himself, and I've seen him do that. If you've been at Stoner U, then you've seen him wrestle Charlie Chaplin in a five-star classic, in my opinion. Um. So, so there's that. I, I honestly think again, you know, you put any of the stoner you wrestlers in there and will perform with anybody. Uh, I think a big part of it is that we bring an aspect of realism to the wrestling that we try and make. Uh, we, you know, that that some other people don't necessarily bring to it. You know, they they focus more on the on the showy aspect and, and looking pretty and don't get me wrong. You know, we're all a bunch of pretty, pretty people at at Sonar U. There's no logos here, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we go out there and we wrestle ugly. We wrestle to, you know, beat people up and win. That's, that's what we're there to do. You know, when you wrestle someone from Sonar U, you know, you wrestled someone from Sonar U.
1: So, Okay, you've been in maybe a touch over two years, if that. Um, coming up on four. Say, is it four? Coming up on four. Yeah, man, Dude.
3: coming up on four.
1: Cage match is way behind. Cage match needs to get their shit together. Hear that, you guys in Germany? you got to get your stuff together. You're embarrassing me. <clears throat> but, yeah, okay, so four years – um you you've been in the Young Lions Cup for for uh, APW and Gold Rush. Um you you've, you've yep. been uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. You've worked for Dave Marquez. You've gone, you know, up and yep. down the roads in California. Um and then some. Yep. Um let's talk about Hollywood. Um what what do you think of that promotion? It's 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 ran a little different than others because it's strictly a TV promotion. Um let, let's talk about working working there. Um What's some of the differences working for uh, Dave than, say, working for a Sparky up here?
3: Uh, first thing that that shocked me was it was it was my first time ever on a TV set, and I didn't realize how big the crew is aside from the actors. So in our, state, you know, in our sense, how many people there were that weren't in ring performers. That was probably the biggest shock to me. You know, that is a it, it really, it takes a lot of people in order to make a product worthy of being offered in millions and millions and millions of homes. You know, you can't just film some shit in your garage and, and have it, you know, be successful like that. You know, sure. Every once in a while, maybe you can get away with something, but you know, by and large, no. So they really take the time and they put full on production into it. And, uh, there's a lot of people there that with a whole lot of experience and a whole lot of different experience and different expertise. And uh, it's it's a great thing. I wish I uh, I wish I was working there more often. Uh, I try and get down there when I can. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be down there some more soon. Um, you can find a couple of matches on me on the, on the Fight app. Most recently I worked uh, Bad Dude Tito.
1: Ooh. Ooh, uh uh-uh. Tito's a beast. He's He's a big guy, yeah. He he, he reminds me a lot of J.R. Kratos. They're just that large, scary dude that will throw you all over the place.
3: Kratos is bigger. (laughs) But, yeah, they're both very big guys. Uh, Kratos is just a bigger human. You know, he's just – but, I mean, think about who I was trained by.
1: You think I oh, was just going go. around a bit? <laughs> so did you? Well, let me get this right. Did you work Judez down south as well? I did. Well, well, what do you think of Julian?
3: Um, I wish that we. So it's it's very interesting because that was like my second match working for Hollywood. So mm-hmm. I was still very much getting used to working TV, and I still wouldn't necessarily I I'm definitely not you know super comfortable I don't have I don't have the same in-ring IQ on TV as a lot of other guys who have done it a lot more times you know with, with the experience so I uh I still felt really really green you know a lot more green than normally uh that being said we had a fun match um and Wish we could have done a little bit more, but you know it is what it is, and gotta stick to your times on TV. So, uh, so yeah, you know I'd love to work him again, maybe at APW, maybe somewhere else. But uh, yeah,
1: Jew has to get he has to get healthy first. He has an elbow issue, so here he's hurt too. Jew. Yeah, when did he, he get hurt? A- elbow problem, a uh, month ago or so. Um, I think it was on the SoCal that. Pro show in San Diego, if I remember right.
2: But if, if I'm wrong,
1: if I'm wrong, he'll he'll let me know. But yeah, it's you know a lot of people have gotten hurt this year. It's been a pretty rough year for injuries. Um, yeah. So uh, an- another match that that you had that you know has has caught buzz and um, quite a few views on YouTube would be the match you had at East Bay Pro with Funny Bone. Um, is it? Yeah, that was a that was
3: for- a fun match.
1: Is it possible for Funny Bone to have a bad match? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. He takes
3: some questionable bookings, but he—I can tell you this: you never can. He never goes out and fails to entertain. It may not be a very good wrestling match, but he's going to entertain you. That's
1: for damn sure. Just the ring entrance itself. Oh yeah. You know, he's...
3: He's got a great entrance. I actually just wrestled him again at uh, Best of the West. That was my last match at Best of the West. Most recent match.
1: Are you booked uh, for, what is it, the 25th in Santa Cruz?
3: This Saturday, Santa Cruz, I am.
1: Well, let's Best plug of the it. West you will be it? making
3: our first time in Santa Cruz. Hang on, hang on just a second. Let me... Uh... Hmm? Best of the West, Sea of Attrition, the Veterans Memorial Building, 846 Front Street, Santa Cruz, California. Uh, the show starts at 5 o'clock. Be there? A lot of great people are going to be on that card. Let's see, you got Funny Bone versus Sin Bode versus JR Kratos for the Best of the West heavyweight title You've got Bison Braddock Versus Chris Masters You've got Caden Anthony and Matt Cross Challenging Kenny K For the West Coast Championship And uh, Shane Strickland was set To wrestle Chris Bay But uh, but Strickland Had to pull out so I'm actually going to be Go ahead and kick kick Chris Bay Around Santa Cruz
1: Kick them up and down the boardwalk. Well, I can't make it, but I will be watching on the fight app. Um, it is cool. an eye pay per view on the fight app, so you can. Uh, that would be fight. And then,
3: and then in September, September ninth, Best of the West is going back to Fresno. I can't. I can't say who I'm wrestling on that one yet, but I can say. It is a first time matchup and it is a matchup that you will not want to miss.
1: Sammy Guevara. No. Okay. Damn. Well you know, that's that's a match I'd like to see. You you and Sammy. Bigger than Sammy um. Guevara. <laughs> well, I'm trying here. <clears throat> so now when you when you hit the road to go to a show, um, I know that's that's the fun time for, for the boys and girls when you guys are all together in the car talking a bunch of shit. Um, sure. Would you say that's where a lot of your learning has happened as opposed to, you know, being in the ring?
3: Um, I mean, absolutely, but you learn more about culture and you learn more about experience is like you're not gonna i'm not gonna learn any cool new chain most likely in in the ring or i'm not or you know in a car rider i'm not gonna learn any cool new move you know unless someone finds a spot on their phone and they pass that around for everybody to look at but you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna talk about what works what doesn't work what you know different areas that have different crowds you know who's good to rub elbows with who uh Who, what else? I don't know. What else do we talk about? Uh, Shady promoters. Merch ideas. Shady promoters. I only, you know, honestly, I really don't know too many. I, uh, I've only had to deal with one that, uh, that, that, you know, did any wrong by me, but whatever. Uh, That's not true, too, but whatever, you know, shit happens. I don't have to deal with them anymore, you know? I don't have well, to drag come, their name through the mud. I don't have to. I don't even have to worry about their names, you know.
1: Come Saturday, uh, Best of the West is going to prove to the world that that fucking clown that is trying to kill San Diego has not killed Santa Cruz. Fuck you, you fucking clown. And you know who I'm talking about, Steve. The cousins know who I'm talking about. That guy's an asshole.
3: Nah. I haven't seen him since. It's been more than a year since I saw him last. Last time I saw him was when I wrestled Shotzi down at Sabotage in San Diego. And uh, we didn't talk or anything like that. Uh, I saw him for two seconds across the room, and that was it. You know, whatever.
1: You, you mentioned Shotzi. Thing. Yeah. You, you mentioned Shotzi. I mean, she's blown up. Uh, I mean, you know, to the point where she literally had to move to the hub of of independent women's wrestling, she had to move to Chicago to be centrally located. She's that over to get booked. Um, let, let's talk about her. Um, it isn't well, that
3: she had to go out. To, hang on. It isn't that she had to go out there to get booked. Per se. No, that, that, it's it's, it's I was, it I was is one hundred percent. It is no no no. Hang on, Ann. I'm going to say it. it's one hundred percent cost of living and cost of an airline right. flight. You can get that's, anywhere yeah. in the country a whole lot cheaper from the Midwest than you can from right. from the Bay Area.
1: Right. That 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 is that's what that I is mean. a huge yeah. issue. Yeah. That yeah, old
3: is going to be all over the East Coast this weekend.
1: You know, it's not like everybody works for an airline like Mike Matthews. You know, it's it, it's not like you can get a ticket to go you know to Chicago every other every other week. So. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um now uh what who are there any ladies coming out of the stone or you uh, with the exception of Lisa Lace I mean she's already out doing her thing but are there any uh ladies on the way up Yep
3: Yes we do We have one that I am confident will uh will be making her debut probably I would say she'll be ring ready before the end of the year absolutely 'Cause we're yeah, we're in August. Three more months? Yeah, definitely. So let's let's talk about the And that's the, all the, I'm gonna tell you. I ain't telling you any more details about her. Y'all just gonna have to wait and see. We got a few more people coming out this year.
1: Let's talk about the Heat. Um, first time I saw you you were
3: <laughs>
1: you were Stevie T of of, of the Hayward Heat. Um, yeah. Who came up with the idea to you know to essentially, I mean, pay homage to the Harlem media? Whose idea was it to to do it with you and Big B? The
3: twins. No, the the original idea was me and Wilkie because we're both pale and and got red beards, so we look as drastically different from the Heat as possible.
1: Is uh is Wilkie? That was
3: for- that was the ori- Nah, I mean, he's around. He's just not able to get in the ring. Oh, man. So, it's unfortunate, but you know what? It's also allowed me to get out and wrestle as a singles competitor more, which I enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody would like to uh, to get you booked or, you know, buy any of your merchandise, how would they uh, go about doing it?
3: Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, either one look up steven tresario you can also email me at tresario four five one at com. that's the best place to go for uh directly for bookings and such um but yeah
1: awesome well stevie it's it was great having you on um it was a hell of an interview and i'll be seeing you very soon uh, uh, in an APW ring I'm pretty sure that uh, you're not done with that company nope awesome awesome mm-hmm. well go out and have a good safe evening and I will be talking to Thank you soon you. alright Matt alright brother thanks for coming on I appreciate it
3: absolutely take care
1: alright that was Steven Gisario. Um sorry I was just a, 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 t- a tad bit nervous about uh, this one but I should be okay for for the next uh, caller. Okay. I would like to welcome to the show the newly crowned All-Pro Wrestling Junior Heavyweight Champion, Jungle Boy. What's going on, JB? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm just chilling. It's uh, a little cold in San Bruno tonight, but that's okay. That's all right. It's all right. Yeah, a little bit of cold is never that bad. Well, let's talk about you stealing that freaking
4: show on Saturday. Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I was telling everyone after, that is some of, that whole night was some of the most fun I've ever had, wrestling, period. Um, you know, it just seemed like everything was kind of set to go the way it did, and it was just a lot of fun, and I'll remember that forever.
1: Well, I mean, first you steal the show in a four-way four-way match for the, the – they brought back the junior heavyweight title. But then at the end of the show, the crowd is cheering for you to come out to make the save for the good guys. Uh, tell me what was going through your head when, when you're hearing the crowd chanting for you to come out.
4: Yeah, well, you know, that was a surprise to me. Um, I was back there um, – you know, we have a TV back there so we can see what's going on. But I was actually talking to someone, not fully paying attention. And I just started kind of hearing this this roar come from the crowd. And I was like, Is that, are they calling for me? Is that, what, that it? And then I listened, and that's what it was. And I looked up, and I saw what was going on. And, um, you know, I, I was dressed fully. And so I started ripping off my shirt as I was running, and I just ran out and slid in. And you know, the thing was, those are two big-ass guys, so I'm not really going to mm-hmm. run in there. And it, it, it was scary, to be honest. I didn't really know what to do. But I knew Fatou has always been very cool to me, Will Hobbs too. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, those are my friends. And so if I'm going to get my ass kicked, I guess that's what it is. But I think you've got to stand with your friends.
1: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, since, since you stepped foot in an APW ring, you've been, I mean, completely over I mean, at, like, levels that we, we rarely see out here from a, from a quote, unquote, homegrown talent, um, you know, it's one thing to bring in the indie darling or whatever of the year, but you're over, dude. And, I mean, going back to the Young Lions Cup, um, you know, I mean, once you showed up, you were automatically over. Um, were, were you surprised at the reaction that you got, I mean, even back at the Young Lions Cup?
4: Yeah, you know, um, for me, this is, although it is now what I consider my wrestling home, this is not really where I started. Um, And I actually was in the Battle Royal of the Young Lions Cup the year before. And that was my first appearance up there in NorCal, Um, you know, other than the Fog City thing, but that was forever ago. But no one really knew who I was at that point. Um, And so, to a year later, get that kind of reception felt very good to me because um, I I moved there for college and I didn't really know a bunch of people up there. Um, I was kind of new. So I guess that's just kind of everyone's dream to to have that kind of reaction a year later. So I I appreciate it a lot and I love this area, NorCal, um, and the fans up there, especially for making me feel so at home.
1: Well, you mentioned Fog City. I mean, um, let's talk about it. Whose idea was it for for you to come in and, and do the thing with, with Marcus Mack, who, who contacted yes. you and, and Well,
4: whatnot? so the way, that, the way that worked, where I first started uh, being trained to wrestle, was out here in the Valley in Southern California, Sherman Oaks, um, under a guy named Rick Drazen, um, which is actually where Rusev started and Luchasaurus from Lucha Underground, if you watch that. or What's his name? I don't know his name is on there, but whatever. Um, But at that time, I was in fourth grade, Um, and I trained for a few years. And I I think there were some other kids there, but I think for all the other kids, we were about 10 or 11, I don't know. Uh, I think I was one of the top talents of that age group. And so the Fog City thing wasn't actually my very first show. I think I'd done one in some weird warehouse somewhere. I had no idea what that even was. But um, this woman, actually, who had kind of taken charge of the class, her name was Nikki, the New York knockout. That's what she went by. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, um, you know, I wrestle up at this place called Fog City, and they've got a spot for you if you want to do it. And uh, back then I used to get. I mean, I still get super nervous, but it was like, I, I knew I had to take the opportunity, but I was scared to death, but so anyways, I ended up taking it, you know, and I heard about what the plan was and all that, and so, I was in fifth grade by the time this happened, I remember, because I missed a day of school, um, and I got up there, and I, I remember, it's weird, because I there's a lot of it I can't remember until someone brings it up, and then it comes back, but... You know, at that time, I believe Sparky was refereeing. Um, Mm -hmm. I know Rick was in the match. I believe MPT was in the match. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was Dylan and Kenny King. Uh, And, I mean, compared to the first show I'd done, I could tell this was, like, serious stuff already. Um, And, you know, it kind of just, I didn't have a lot of input in that, you know, being a kid and being in the ring with, great talents of Rick and Dylan and all those guys. But, you know, I mean, obviously the thing that sticks out to me from that was hitting a sliced bread on Marcus Mack. Um, And, you know, for me, that's the the thing that's great about wrestling is, like, you know, at that time I was in fifth grade, I hit a move on this guy. He, He was very cool. You know, I didn't really know him other than that. It was awesome. And then all these years later I come up here and he's the guy I call boss now. And he's at the very top, so it's it's just cool how that stuff works out.
1: When I saw it, I lost it. I was up in the upper balcony, and I lost yes. it when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, dude, okay, this is this is it." Because you know, I I don't believe that kids should be in the ring. Um, yes, this was an exception. Um, uh, Cowboy Charlie from Gold Rush. He's growing on me, so I, I, yes. I, I'm I'm old school. I mean, you know, four years ago I didn't like women wrestling. So yeah, I'm evolving. Yeah. I'm an old guy. I'm evolving, but I, I, it was really crazy just to see you do that. You know, and plus Fog City was ahead of its time. They had Todd Bridges. You know, I mean, they, yes, they it I was just that. just an amazing an amazing product. And Caesar, please, 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 let's get this footage out, please. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was It was, it was a, a great company to work for. Um, so after you after you did your appearance for Fog City, you pretty much disappeared from Northern California. And did you go back to training in Southern California? Or did you yeah, focus so on that, school? That, that,
4: that was kind of a one-time thing up there. Um, I, went, I kept wrestling for maybe a year or so after that. I worked some... I actually worked at AWS down here, which is kind of a big one, if you know that.
1: Um, Yeah.
4: You you know, but, so I went for a year or two, and then I got into, I believe I started middle school, and I kind of just got over wrestling. You know, I think a lot of people go through the phase, I guess, when they're young, of being like, oh, this is dumb, this is whatever. Um, So I I just kind of forgot about wrestling, and I got super into playing guitar and stuff like that, and, started getting interested in girls and all the exciting things that happen in sixth grade, whatever it was. And it wasn't really until I was actually in high school. Um, I was just sitting on my bed watching some TV and I sat on the remote and I accidentally flipped the channel onto Monday Night Raw. and I thought, you know I'll just watch till the commercial, I guess, like see what's going on, whatever. And basically, long story short, I ended up finishing that whole episode. And I tuned back in the next week and watched it again. And then pretty much from there, it was kind of just on again. And I figured by this point, I, I'd i grown. Um, you know, I felt like I was more in tune with my body athletically and all that. And I thought, I I think I can do this. And I think I can do it even better than I did before. So I reached out to a good friend of mine named Fern Owens who was, had trained with me back when I was at Rick Drazen's. And I, cause he was kind of one of the only guys I'd really kept in contact with. Mm. And I got back into training slowly at first. Um, you know, I trained one time every couple of months and I was like, I was like kind of getting my feet wet, but I wasn't sure. And then the way it happened, he he told me uh, I have a booking available for you. If you want to take it, it's for a tournament Um and again I just you know usually when a good opportunity comes up I'll just take it no matter what so I said yes and then I figured you know I I really have to learn how to wrestle now again if I'm going to do it. And so then pretty much since then it has just been on and rolling. Was that was
1: that tournament the Cali Cruiser Cup?
4: Uh I think it was called the West Coast Cruiser Cup. I don't know if it's
1: it was won by the by uh, uh the, the kid in Arizona. Uh Gino. Something. Oh
4: yes, he he won it one year, yeah. That was like two yeah. years before me. Okay. Alright.
1: Was that company yeah, was... UEW? Yes. There you go. There you go. See, I'm not just about NorCal, I'm about all Cal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get a bad rap for being a NorCal fanboy, but I mean I'm I'm just a fan of indie wrestling in general. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mean, yeah. What are you saying? How, how did you get hooked up with, uh, with Sparky for the Young Lions Cup? Because that's, that's pretty much the launching point. Um,
4: the Young Lions Cup that I was in, actually, or the one, the first yes, sir. one? The one you
1: were in. Not the Battle Royal, but the one you were in. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of just,
4: Sparky had reached out to me about that. Um, you know, from, I I just, you know, I see him all around, like at the revolution shows and the APW shows. Um, And so I think obviously he had seen kind of that I was getting some traction. And so he had reached out to me about that. And that had been something I'd always wanted to do. Um, And at first there had been a revolution show scheduled on the same day. And so I was kind of freaking out about how to make that work because I was just going to do both if that was possible. Um, but the Revolution show had to be canceled, actually, because of, I believe, the fires up there in Petaluma. Mm-hmm. And so that left me open for the Young Lions Cup. And, uh, yeah, that just kind of was that.
1: Yeah, uh, you need to go to youtube.com backslash gold rush for Wrestling, and you need to see the final. Uh, that four-way match was insane. It was insane. You were in there with... Uh, Manny Tresario. I mean, uh, Manny Faberino, Chris Bay, who eventually won it, and I can't remember who the fourth one was.
4: It was Jake Atlas.
1: That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go, Jake Atlas, a former guest. Um, Jake Atlas. Let's let's talk about Jake. He shows up at the building Friday night, finds out he's wrestling Ultimo Dragon. Can you believe that?
4: No, that is wild. I, I was actually in the car with him when that happened, and it was crazy. The thing was, not to take anything away from the other guys, but I was so excited to wrestle Jake. That was what I was looking forward to more than anything because him and I are very good friends, and I love that guy. And I think, you know, wrestling people that you really are good friends with and that you are close to, you can bring things out of each other that you maybe Mm don't get out of every match. You know, so when they got that call, I was super excited for him because that is just an amazing opportunity. I was also a little bit bummed out for like 10 minutes um, because I wasn't going to get to wrestle him. But then, as always, you know, I just think you got to make the best of whatever it is. And, you know, it ended up being Tressario who replaced him, and it, it was amazing. That was literally one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Uh, so good, so fun. So, And Jake got to wrestle Ultima, so everybody was happy.
1: Yeah, everybody, my my friends and my fans and and listeners or whatever, they know how I feel about Jake. He's a very he's a good kid. He's humble, you know. He, he always has the time, um, you know, whether yeah. it's to you know talk talk to me or or uh, come on the show or you know whatever. He, he is a good kid, and uh, it, it seems that, um, it kind of seems that the the younger generation are. I don't want, not quite humble, but they they seem to identify more with the fans. I think it's kind yeah. of the you know the the older carnies are going away, and now the younger kids are coming coming together. Um, it, it's do you see that it's easier to talk to fans, you know, while you know during an emission or before or after shows. Yeah. Um, you know, I
4: mean, for me, the the fans are really what make you successful in my opinion i i think you can have all the skill and all the talent but if the people don't want to watch you or care about you for whatever reason um it's it's really not going to work out and not not that that is why i talk to the fans but i think some people need to remember that these people are the one making you a star um and you know for me it's it's cool to hear from people and talk to people um you know, like when I'm out there actually in the ring, I can't see outside the ring very well. Like I, I just am not focused on the crowd too much. Right. So it's hard to pick out faces or whatever. But So so afterwards, it's cool to hear what people thought, what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, it's just good to hear, and I like to connect with them like that.
1: Now, I, I have to give you credit. Everybody and their mother knows who your dad is. I mean it's no secret. Yeah. But I have to give you credit that you don't trade on his name. You're jungle boy. And yeah. I you know, I respect that. Not a lot of yeah, people would that, go down I that mean,
4: road. I appreciate that. That for me is something that I always um have wanted stay as far away from as possible and you know it's not like I don't pretend it's not what it is everybody knows that um my dad comes to the show sometimes he loves it It, it's just for me if I was to be successful or get any recognition based off of that and not off of what I've earned for myself that that just wouldn't feel very good to me you know I uh I want to get what I get because I deserve it. And, you know, it's just, I've tried to stay very far away from that. And the Jungle Boy name and character obviously lends itself to that pretty well. It's, um, kind of the furthest from a Beverly Hills guy you can be. Um, yeah, so that's just, it is with that.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, is that when you, when you're older and, you know, when you finally decide to, you know, go to WWE, um, then, you know, things can be, you know, could be done like, you know, uh, storyline wise or whatever. I'm pretty sure your dad wouldn't mind it. And, you know, I mean, um,
4: Oh yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. I will, I will definitely put my dad through a table someday whenever the time (laughs) is right. But it's, it's just, um, you know, at this point, I just I just want to do my thing. Uh, I want to get where I'm going, and I, I don't want to sell out. Is basically what it is. I don't I don't want anyone thinking that I'm just getting what I'm getting because I'm dropping my dad's name is really what I don't want.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's a lot like Jody Kristofferson. Um, yes. Jody didn't trade He's on his dad's name guy. either. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he can get his his neck issues together. You know, or at least come around. I mean, I I miss seeing Jody at shows. He's another good kid. You know, just just humble yeah, and
4: he he is a great guy. It's always good to see him, no matter what's going on. He just always has a very good, positive energy. He's the sweetest guy. So hopefully,
1: whatever he decides to do, it works out. It's the best. You mentioned pro, you mentioned Pro Wrestling Revolution. Um, yes. Now. I, I know that you and um I'm sorry I just have to call him Daniel. I can't cannot pronounce the name. I'm <laughs> Daniel. Um you guys seem to have an issue with the Border Patrol. Uh let, let's talk about Sparky yes. and uh completely different when it comes to revolution. Um Yeah man. Let's talk about him. He's
3: he's he's
4: amazing. Yeah, well the it, you know, really it may not appear so first looking at it but sparky really is the secret sauce of that team and what makes it pop um you know nick and uh kratos are both in my opinion two of the best athletes that uh not only this area but like they are two of the best athletes that i've ever seen um but sparky adds to that just another layer um He's, you know, he's a master of his craft,
1: I believe. I, I agree completely. Uh, you know, it's a shame that, pardon me, Nick, Colt, whatever, wise guy, whatever you want to call him, he should be on 205 Live. There's no no doubt. I mean, the yeah, guy's a big fan. Dude, beast. I, I fully agree with you.
4: This guy jumps literally like a gazelle like he he's in danger of drop kicking over my head every time he drop kicks me it's unbelievable
1: so what's t- tell me the difference between working say a, a strict lucha crowd in watsonville as opposed to you know say APW at Apicelli gym what what's the difference in the type of crowds for you
4: um you know the thing that I've noticed um, about the Revolution crowds is Revolution kind of travels more than APW does. Um, mm-hmm. You know, AP, APW goes around to different venues, but Revolution is pretty much every time in a different place. And so the people there may not have necessarily seen me before, or I guess they can they can keep up on Twitch or whatever. But so a lot of times it's new people, whereas mm-hmm. APW is. I mean, there are new people every time, new fans coming, but there is a group and a core of regular fans who I see every time and I connect with. And, you know, so that that obviously changes it a little bit. And that I get a little bit of a warmer reception at APW because more people know who I am right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I try every time a revolution to win the people who haven't seen me. Over and by the end of it, I like to think they're all fans.
1: Yeah, definitely. Pro Wrestling Revolution is it's it's its own animal. It's yes. Part indie, it's part straight lucha. You know, and it's all all m- mashed up together. Then you have Ultimo Panda. Um, yes. Let's talk about Panda and you know the man behind the mask. Let's we don't need to say who that is, but the let's talk about Panda. Uh, isn't that guy a performer, considering what he has to do wearing that outfit? Yes, I will just say it is. I uh, I
4: went to Arena Mexico with Panda. We did Dragomania, and he was not in my actual match, but it was so hard to breathe there. The air is so different, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was dead by the end of it. And so I cannot imagine him going out there and performing in that suit and that mask and still, that that it was crazy when he got there. Everybody loved him. First time seeing him, he was over the moon. It was – so he just goes and gives it his all no matter what, no matter what he's wearing, no matter where he is. He he is the man
1: or the beast, whatever you want to call him. He has been since 97. When I met him, as a, he was a referee when I first met him. Yeah. So, you know, and he's come a long way and, you know – you can inject things into yourself to make you a larger person, but you cannot inject something to make you taller. If there was, he would have gotten it and, you know, and and he would have had a long run in, in, in all Japan or Noah, but you know, this, we're not going to cry over spilled milk, but he, he knows, he knows how I feel about him. And um, let's talk about your partner. Um, How, how'd you get hooked up with Daniel? Um, Whose idea was it to put you two together? And,
4: um, I'm trying to think the first time we tagged, I don't, I think it may have been in Ridley or I don't remember where it was, but it, I I, it was Gabe's idea at first. And I think, you know, I had known Daniel, um, I'd actually <clears throat> met him at that cruiserweight tournament I did. And we trained together at that time. We both lived up there. And, you know, I think we just kind of went together well, because we're both, we're relatively the same age. Uh, we have similar energies. Um, and so, you know, we just, we just got put together. It was kind of a one-off thing and you know, it was fun. It was cool. And then after that we didn't really tag again for a little bit. And then we got put together again and we did it again and it was fun. And we started to notice that we were really starting to click and, Mm -hmm. um, work better together as a team. And so then, you know, we were talking to each other all the time about moves we could do and whatnot. And so we really got into that aspect. And then it was in San Jose, I believe we did an eight-man tag for the number mm-hmm. one contendership. And that, that was, like, one of the longest matches I've been a part of. And that was also just so much fun to um, be a part of with all those guys. And that was where I realized, like, I love wrestling with this guy. It, it is so much fun to work with him and... I'm looking forward to doing it again in San Jose again. I believe at the next Revolution
1: October. Have my ticket already.
4: Yes,
1: I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, the the I I pick and choose which shows I go to. It's kind of hard working weekends, so you know I I pick and choose. You know, like uh, for the Revolution show in San Jose, uh, friends of mine are going to meet me at my work in San Mateo, and we're going to carpool down to San Jose and. You know, it, it's that way I'm actually able to, you know, not just go to, you know, uh, Gold Rush Pro or, or APW. I'm actually able to go out, you know, and support Gabe and, and and the rest of the crew because, I mean, I go back with Gabe to 97. You know, I yeah. mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a, a, a lot of uh, a roots that have grown out of that APW garage and, you know, they've gone different ways and um, maybe... Maybe one day someone will sit down and do a, you know, do a family tree of that garage. But um, yeah, did you did you ever meet Roland? Did you meet him before you passed? No, before you passed.
3: I
4: didn't. No, no which is I, I would have
3: loved the honor,
4: but
1: unfortunately, I did not. <clears throat> now I, I look at your style. I, I see the way you move around in the ring. I know. I, I have a feeling. I know who your influences are. Why don't you tell you know tell the fans who your influences are as far as um, um, the type of performer you want to be? Yeah, um, you know, for for me, obviously,
4: I don't think I will ever be the biggest guy in there. So, I, I mean, the, the first I, I like to incorporate a lot of lucha and all that. The the first luchador I ever saw is obviously, arguably, the greatest of all time, uh, and that's Rey Mysterio. And the first time I just saw the way he moved and the things he was able to do, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was like a, I couldn't, it's, it's like what they do in the movies, but he has no wires attached to him. Mm-hmm. So that really, you know, when I began to actually wrestle, you know, I loved John Cena and Triple H growing up. Um, but, you know, when I got into the ring and I really started to wrestle, I realized that that wasn't going to work out for me for that to be my style. So I had to look around and find what would work for me. And, you know, not that I'm anywhere close to Rey Mysterio, but, you know, that that's what I'm aiming for. I think he's the greatest little man in all of wrestling. Mm. So, yeah, that for me, that would
1: probably be my biggest
4: influence. Makes sense.
1: I was thinking along the lines of Neville, Pac, but... Yeah, yes, close. well... Yeah, I mean that. I mean it's it's ridiculous
4: what he can do. Um, that that was more by the time I started noticing Neville and seeing what he could do. I, I was already wrestling, mm-hmm. um, but but now I definitely take influence from that for sure. Um, you know, I mean it, it is it is insane. I can't even comprehend some of the things he's doing.
1: Neville is one guy that I'm. I I, I wake up every morning. I check the observer site, and I hope to see that he gets his release, because he is—he he has a past. He's friends with Marcus Mack, and I'd love to see him come in and challenge for your title. Um, I think that that could that could headline a show on its own. Dude, um, yeah, that would be a dream because, for me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, there, there, and you know, there's so many challengers out there already. Um, the the logical one yes. would be uh, Marcus Lewis. Um, let's let's talk about you know some of the guys that are that are in your quote unquote division, like a, a Manny yes. uh, a Tristario, uh a Marcus Lewis. Um, have uh, have you and the uh, powers that be sat down yet and figured out what we're going to do for uh, for uh, ballin if you're booked next month? Uh, yes,
4: I believe I am on that show. We have not decided fully what's going on. You know, that is not fully in my control. Um, I will say Marcus Lewis or Steven Tresario, I will be happy to work anytime. I would love that. I did tell Marcus I want Jake Atlas at some point, wherever it is. I don't care, whenever it is. I want that match because I know that we both are just going to bring everything and I believe probably do some things that have not been seen before. So that is one that I very much am looking forward to, whenever it may be.
2: Hmm. All
1: right, well, let's, uh, let's wrap up. If anybody wants to to book you, you know to fly you out to, uh, to wrestle for um, you know their shows or uh, you have any merchandise or any, any, anything to plug?
4: Um, you know, at the moment, I just have a bunch of shirts that I take around with me and sell everywhere. But I am hopefully going to be getting some pins soon and maybe get uh, some stuff online. At the moment, I'm just taking bookings through my Facebook page, which you can find under Jungle Boy Wrestler. Um, I'm kind of behind on the whole social media thing. Uh, but everyone keeps nagging me about getting an Instagram. So maybe I'll do that soon.
1: Awesome. Well, JB, it was my pleasure having you on. Um hopefully you continue to uh, evade the police because you guys did steal that show. Um oh. and we'll uh, we'll be seeing you next month, but again, it was my pleasure having you on. Yes, thank you, man. It was a lot of fun. And thank you for taking the time to have me. Oh, it was my pleasure. And uh I'm I'm pretty sure that the, you know, the fans are happy to uh to hear from you. Um you don't get to, you know, hold the mic too often you know we don't get many promos or whatever but uh yeah you know i appreciate you you know sharing your thoughts and you know being straight up with me and uh i will be talking to you very soon
4: of course man thank you i look forward
1: to it all right brother it was nice having you on and i will talk to you soon awesome all right take care all right brother all righty that was the jungle boy um what 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 could i say i mean the 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 kid is uh, amazing um, he's got a really good head on his shoulders, and, uh, we are waiting for, uh, Baby Huey to call back in. All righty. I'm not taking a breath. I'm not taking a drink. i like to welcome to the show from the 1077 The Bone. Baby Huey, what's going on, Dan?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you perfectly. I can oh. hear you perfectly. Uh, the, the Jungle Boy just put me through the ringer, um... I'm I'm getting a little too old for this stuff. I can't keep up with the 21-year-olds. So uh, I I missed you this Friday. You weren't around. Yeah, it was
5: a a busy Friday for me. I I worked really late Friday, and then by the time I got home, I was exhausted, and uh, since I work in San Francisco, for me to make a because uh, I live in the East Bay, so for me to make a, mm-hmm. a trip around the Bay Bridge again, I was like, oh, I was just so exhausted. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to have the energy to get over there, and then a busy weekend doing a bunch of other stuff. So unfortunately, I couldn't i so fun because I saw some highlights online,
1: and it looks like a, it was another amazing show by our good friends at APW. Yeah, it's just uh, the the Reno scum took on the Stoner Brothers. In the main event. Okay. And uh, gotcha. that was uh, that was an insane brawl all over the building. Or that was in the main event. That was the semi. And then uh, Jungle Boy won the, the – they brought back the APW Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, he defeated Steven Tresario, Marcus Lewis, and uh, – what the other guy was? Uh, oh, jeez. Losing my mind. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, Manny Faberino. Oh okay. so, That's awesome. yeah, it was uh they they stole the show. The uh the little guys uh they stole the show and uh beyond proud of them. Um, so how did you how'd you get hooked up with Lorna Seven Seven the Bone? I mean everybody and their mother wants to be on the radio.
3: <laughs>
1: wow, okay, God, this is uh actually just a little coincidence.
5: So this month for me, August is uh would be my 13 years since i've been at the bone so i started what back yeah august 2005 i was a a senior at uh uc berkeley and um i always wanted to do radio i i I just not to reveal my age i'm uh you know my mid-30s so growing up i've always been a big fan of just radio and i you know i'm a 80s 90s kid so growing up radio was a big part of my life and had a huge impact just as my source of entertainment. Uh, so for me, I always wanted to work in radio just because I always felt like that was the next best thing to being like a rock star is being a DJ, being the guy, the person in between the music that's like the narrator and can really entertain the masses wherever you're driving or listening to the radio at. So to me, I always felt like that was a really cool position to have and career path. Uh Going back to, like, high school, I always was – I wanted to do radio, but I didn't know how to necessarily get involved. And I took – I think it was, like, Current Life or something. Uh, that That's uh, the, the class I was in in high school. And one of the projects was, like, look up the career that you want to pursue and figure out how to get into it. And I was like, oh, okay, so I want to work in radio. How do I do this? I started researching how to get in the radio and – kind of was contacting DJs at the time and they gave me some advice and and then uh when I was in uh, I went to junior college for a couple years out after high school before I transferred to Cal and that's when I really kind of started looking at internships and uh where can I go to get into radio and everyone I talked to says you need an internship you just gotta get your foot in the door you gotta uh pay your dues kind of at the entry level position and then grow from there and so It was the summer of 2004 that I I applied at another radio station in this market. I don't know if I should say who they are, but uh, they didn't hire me. I went through the whole job interview process, everything. I went in for an interview, and a couple weeks later, they sent me this letter, said, uh, email, uh, we're not going to hire you. I was so bummed out because it was a station I grew up listening to when I was a kid and loved listening to, and I always thought if I could work there, that'd be awesome for me. But um, I, uh, you know, I used that opportunity to, to like, well, crap. What do I do next? I, I couldn't get a job at my dream station here in this market in the Bay Area, so I went ahead and started doing college radio because that same summer I got into Cal. The transfer over as a junior college transfer, and so I started doing college radio at Calx, that's Cal Berkeley's college radio station. Mm-hmm. And I started just doing production stuff, on-air stuff, promotion stuff, like a bunch of stuff, different departments there, and then built up my resume and get my experience there. And then the following summer, 2005, that's when I applied to The Bone because The Bone was still a fairly new station at that point as far as a couple years Mm -hmm. old. So I applied to to The Bone, had a lot more uh, – in just a year's time, I had a lot more stuff on my resume. So when I went for that job interview for that station – the people there at the time knew that I was serious about pursuing radio because I did so much great work at college radio. And so mm-hmm. then by yeah, August of I signed on to the promotion department and then uh, uh, got hired there. And I was happy because I was like, okay, it's classic rock station. It's a lot of bands and songs that I grew up on through my parents and my aunt and all these uh, family members. And so by that point, that's when I got my foot in the door and started doing promotions for the radio station.
1: Well, there you go, kids. Go to school, figure out what you want to do, you know, and go go on college radio. You know, I mean, it, it, you're not the first one to use that, you know, as a platform to other things. Um, I I do have to ask, who was your okay. favorite radio DJ growing up?
5: Okay, growing up, hands down, Big Rick Stewart was like my idol. Oh hell yes. <laughs> that- So, growing up, uh, so when I was, you know, uh, okay, uh, when my parents would take me to school in the morning, I would listen to whatever they were listening to in the morning, whatever morning show they were listening to at the time, and then in the afternoon on the ride home from school, I would take over the radio, and I would always listen to Big Rick Stewart in the afternoon, and I just – he was like the first radio personality that I loved, and just how fun – I mean first off, his name's Big Rick Stewart, and I'm a big guy, so it just gave me hope, like hey, big people can do radio too, but also, it's just I love his personality, how animated he was and and he's coming in and out of these songs, and he's just telling goofy stories, and he just I can just tell he's having a good time i could even though I'm not seeing his face, I'm sure he's smiling and having fun and so uh jump ahead actually, so august uh two thousand and five when I started the station. When I got hired, they were giving me a tour of the stations. And at that time, he was doing afternoons on our sister station, K-Fog. And uh, they were saying, oh, this is K-Fog right here. And I was like, can I go meet Big Rick Stewart? Like, that was, like, first thing I wanted to do with meet Big Rick Stewart. And they took me in there. And his, at the time, that studio, your back is, the DJ's back is to the door. And I remember they said, hey, uh, Big Rick, we want to introduce you someone. He's like, oh, I'm a little busy right now and he just turned his head, and I just saw the side of his face, and I was like, oh, my God, that's him. That was like my rock star moment. I was like, oh, my God, big Rick Stewart, and then um, he was busy. He's about to jump on the air, so I didn't want to interrupt him, so we left, and then, you know, my next office day or whatever it was, when I, like, my first full day, I went to actually go introduce myself, and we became super good friends, and then we, we hung out a lot, and so it's just really amazing full circle that the guy that I idolized growing up, I actually became his friend, and Got to even pick his brain even more during his time that we worked together, and so it was just really cool to talk to him and just learn stuff from him and just get to know him off the air and just build that relationship that I think not everyone gets the opportunity to do. So I was, I'm
1: always forever grateful for him for doing that for me. People that know me know that I'm an original bonehead. I mean, okay. You know, I mean, the first song, "Bad to the Bone," when they when Steven Seaweed played. Played that track, I was at work, Trader Joe's morning shift, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning when they did the changeover, you know, from country yeah. or whatever to, you know, the bone. I mean I'm an uh-huh. original original. And yeah. I actually got to do, Hey mom, I'm on the bone with Steven. Oh that, and Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that was that was amazing because that was my my dream job.
2: Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Um when I was in when I was in high school, we we took a test where you, they ask you a bunch of open ended questions, and there's no wrong answer. And then they told, they told, they tally everything up and they tell you what your dream jobs are. Mine was bartender <laughs> and radio DJ. And they, and they go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, in pretty many much.
5: Uh, yeah, it's just all the uh, appearances and bar nights, uh, every radio mm-hmm. person I probably done over the years. So. Yeah, I could totally see that for you, if, if that's what you're
1: interested in. They totally complement each other. Yeah, well, and, of course, I didn't follow up, and now I'm just doing a Lolio podcast. But you know what, though? It is what it is. There there can only be one Stephen Seaweed. Let, let's talk about the weed man. Um, okay. Is he, is he really the legend that he comes off as?
5: Absolutely. Stephen, God, I, I don't know, like, where to begin. There's so many things I could talk about with him, because I was very lucky, so when I started at the Bone, Weed Man obviously was very well established at that point. He was, yeah, the Weed Man, he was doing um, uh, midday, or at that point, he was doing like the afternoon show, but then he moved back to middays, but Weed Man, the guy that you hear on the air is the same guy you see off the air, and I'm being super legit on that. I know there's a lot of people who, who can just BS, whatever. Weed Man, is one of the nicest down-to-earth guys you could ever meet, and I've learned so much from He just retired last year, as we all know, and I was very lucky in the 12 years that I got to work with him. I got to learn so much from him. Just being in the same room with him, watching him run that board, talking to listeners, dealing with fellow coworkers, sales department, promotion people, and just picking his brain as well. I think that's always been my thing is when I'm around radio veterans, I always try to be just a sponge and just absorb knowledge from them and ask them questions and learn things from them as far as pick up things because they worked in an era where radio was super big, super huge, as far as 70s, right. 80s, 90s, and take advantage of that time and learn from them and then how I can take what I've learned and apply in today's world. And Weed Man, I'm forever grateful for him. The, the best advice he ever gave me, and I use it to this day, is when you're dealing with listeners, always give them the time of the day. It, it's very much like retail as far as, you know, when you're working retail, you've got to put your smile. You can have a, a crappy day going on behind you or in your personal life, whatever. But when you're dealing with someone, you've got to give them that smile, you know, treat them nice, all that stuff. Weedman told me as far as you give someone the time of the day, because you for you might never see that person again, that listener again, but they'll always have that for, forever, have that great impression of you, and you win a fan for life. And I would take that really seriously. So as far as when I meet someone or hey someone says hey I love you, or, I love the station, I love when you did this or that, I forever thank them, talk to them for a bit. Because, like, as, as I just said, you may never see them again, but then they'll listen to you for the next 10, 20 years because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I met so-and-so back in the day. He was always so cool to me, and I, I'm always going to support him. So I think that's something a lot of people forget is when you – if you want respect and you want, like, hardcore listeners, whatever you you got to put out there what you want in return. If you want people to support you care for you, Make sure you give them the time of the day, treat them right, and they'll return the favor to you. And so that's something I just always love from Weedman. The other thing with Weedman is he always told me when you're on the air, imagine you're just talking to one person. You're staring directly at them in the face, smile, have fun on the air because that will carry over on the airways because people are listening and it's as if you're having a one-on-one conversation. So listening to some, if you're listening to a DJ on the air and he sounds like he's having fun and they're talking to you directly that carries over. And I think that makes that experience that much more enjoyable listening. And that's something that you can be applied to radio, to podcasting, uh, YouTube any streaming service I, that's it, it, any sort of work where you're being a personality of some sort. And so that's something else I learned a lot from him. And I, uh, I'm just so happy to call him a friend. I actually saw him a couple of weeks ago. He, uh, by the station. He had to record some stuff. He's uh, enjoying retirement right now to the fullest. And I I definitely miss seeing his face every day and talking to him and having these one-on-one private conversations with him that I always cherish. And um, I was very happy that I was able to sit in the studio with him when he made his announcement that he's retiring, when he did his final break on the air, and just get to know his family personally. And talking to him and just hearing all his amazing stories, he just has a wealth of knowledge in his head.
1: And it's just cool that he was able to pass some of that down to me. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about Lamont and Tinelli. Um Okay. Shit. Uh, <laughs> talk about a pair of nuts. Um, <laughs> they were so cruel back in the day to Sully. And, you know, I mean, Sully, Sully was a warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, he really was. And, you know, I miss hearing him on the, on the radio. Um, do you have any good Sully stories? Oh, God. I mean, Sully was
5: like my partner in crime. Sully is – he was always the guy I could count on to come with me to an event. For example, like if 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 there's like a big maybe concert or some show or something locally around here that – I couldn't find anyone else to go to. Solly would come with me, and even though we had, like, this age difference, he was, like, my go-to, like I said, partner in crime to go out and have fun with. Uh, <laughs> one story, uh, ACDC playing at uh, – was that Oracle Arena or SAT? I'm trying to remember. Because I know ACDC did two nights in the Bay Area. Uh, I think it's Oracle Arena because uh, – so Sully pulls up in his his car, I meet him in the parking lot and he, you know, he, he he starts drinking. I was like, What are you drinking? He's like, Kavassier and I'm like, Kavassier <laughs> So he hands me some I felt like saying, dude, are you the ladies man? You know, ladies man Saturday Night Live. So so we start drinking some and then we go inside and we enjoyed the concert. It was so much fun. And then uh and that night we were in his car and he was just blasting ACDC's rock and roll train because it was uh, supporting the the Black Ice album at the time and I just remember him in the car just like headbanging and it just that was so much fun. Uh, God, what else? Some of uh, just wacky things. Just over the years, it's a uh, oh man, ACDC AC concert always stood out to me. Uh, just going to a lot of concerts with him, bar nights. It, Sully was always like. He was like the biggest rock star of that station, because a lot of us, I think, unless people follow us on social media, they might not know exactly what we look like. But Sully, for whatever reason, he could walk in a room and people knew right away that was Sully. So I always loved mm-hmm. going with him because we would heck, I just thought it. We used to judge uh, uh, at Hooters Palooza. It was a Hooters bikini contest, and so we were always asked <laughs> to do do the judge job. I know, dude, amazing. I, I'm a connoisseur of that stuff. But so we uh, we went to the, the saddle Rack at Fremont. We did that for a few years in a row. And every time we went, of course, Sully, I would walk in behind Sully, let Sully into the room, and everyone's like, Sully, hey! So because uh, I, I always love hanging out with Sully. He was always just, like I said, my, my go-to guy for fun stuff. And, like, we would uh, – <laughs> we would uh, – Every year, uh, L&T and a bunch of their friends would do, like, a big golf tournament and, um, uh, like, like a a, friend trip, a friend's trip to Las Vegas. And Sol and I would go, but neither him and I w- would play golf. So we still go to Vegas just to hang out. And so during the day, we would walk around Vegas, and um, he would uh, – he wanted to take me to see Fat Elvis. He's like, you guys see Fat Elvis. And I was like, <laughs> what? And so he took he's like he, – that was his thing. He wanted to see Fat Elvis, so we saw Fat Elvis one day. It's always so much fun. So, uh, Sully, like I said, I, I – I, God, now you got me thinking about it. Like, it's all popping out of my brain right now. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this trip and this trip. So, with Sully, it's always been an adventure with him over
1: the years. The, the first time – the one and only time I met Sully. Um, uh-huh. I I work for a I work at a storage facility in San Mateo on the weekends. Okay. And okay. this this little little African American guy walks in one day, and you know he says I'm sitting there. I think I'm looking at my phone or something, not paying attention. And he says, "Excuse me, I need to rent a storage unit." Now I look up and I'm like, "Oh, it's Sully." So you know I rented him a unit and you know took care of him or whatever, and I think it, it may have been you know the time when he was you know leaving the area and it was like dude you know you you've given me countless hours of entertainment and whatever and he was just so humble yeah. you know he's like it was yeah. it was my pleasure you know making you guys laugh and you know mm-hmm. the i kind of get the same vibe from you too you know where you know you're you're a cool dude you know i walk up you know hey how you doing you know whatever i mean i i'm just you know a fan with a freaking podcast and you jump on and then you know i mean i'm honored um yeah well, it's thank it's, you. it's just it's just it's just cool to see but you know what that's the bay area That's the bay yeah, area though. And, Well that's the thing it, it, it is, for us here our big
5: thing is if you look at like radio in the last like 10 years or so we definitely have a lot of competition now in 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 people's everyday life as far as we're not only competing with TV or I mean back in the day it was like newspapers but now it's social media, it's streaming services, it's podcasts and all this stuff. And don't get me wrong, I have respect for all those platforms. I think if you're doing a podcast, a YouTube channel, anything, I have so much respect for you because you're going out there and doing your thing and you're you're hustling, you're trying, you're doing whatever you can to provide entertainment. I, I, I'm i all for that. I mean, I'm always trying to do my own things as well. But with Sully, and, and, and what I'm getting at is Our big strategy has always been, you know, we're your local personalities. We're the local people that you could hear regularly in the area that you could have a relationship with. There's a lot of these other platforms out there, uh, like uh, syndicated radio, satellite radio, all this stuff. These are people broadcasting from out of state, other side of the country. Uh, you can't really have a, a strong relationship with them. But our big thing is, like, well, we're your local people that you could potentially run into at a storage unit or the grocery store or at a wrestling mm-hmm. show, at a concert. And we take pride in that because at the end of the day, I know this sounds very generic, but without the fans, the listeners, we have nothing. So I, I that's always a very humbling reminder. It's like we – At the end of the day, we have these listeners here in the Bay Area that we love. We love interacting with. We love talking to that we need to make sure that, you know, we return the favor and give them the time of the day, going back to what I said about Stephen Seaweed. So what I'm getting at also is is pay pay it forward. You go out there and you talk to people and have fun with them. And um, with Sully, yeah, Sully, I I just he was a very private guy when he wasn't at the station. And so it was always cool. Like he, he would just pop at places. Everyone would say hi to him and stuff. So he was always very cool to just talk to people and give the time of the day as well. So that's one thing I always respect about Sully. And, uh, and that's something I just, for me as like, you know, grow- as long as I've been there now at the station, I've always been kind of like the younger one at the station. And so that's something I'm trying to preserve and make sure I pass that along and keep that, that those ideas, going for the next generation of radio people, that, hey, you know, we're your local people that you can actually potentially interact with. And that's something like Chasta, who I work with, uh, we try to do as well, like your Facebook lives or Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, or any way you interact with us, you know, we're your local personalities that you can talk to, and we love interacting with people, and, and that's something we just want to make sure we carry over for years to come.
1: Well, we didn't even get to talk wrestling. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> it,
1: it doesn't matter. We're we're yeah. we're not we we're we're not just a wrestling podcast. I mean, uh, I've had a, okay. a a country music singer that was on the the, the Nashville Star TV show. Uh, I mean, I've had a mm-hmm. stormtrooper on my sh- on my show. So I mean, it's not like you know we're strictly wrestling. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna okay. have to hook up again. We're gonna have to hook up again just to talk about your your trips to WrestleMania with uh with a with a with a Jimbo Jim, Jimbo yeah you're yes, going to have to talk about uh your WrestleMania trips and whatnot but um I I I told you a half hour of your time I I know you have to go and uh, catch those Leave It to Beaver uh reruns so um I'm actually I'm actually watching Monday
5: Night Raw last
1: night I didn't finish it uh as you know hey oh, Raw is 3 I'm hours sorry. now
5: I know I know I got to I got to catch up on because uh Uh, Jimbo and I just started a wrestling podcast Last week And so uh, we're going to record tomorrow And so I need to finish watching uh, Raw Because I I I have to go to bed so early Every night for work I have have to get up at 3.30 every day And so it's tough for me to watch Raw live in real time So usually uh, I watch like maybe the first hour or two On Monday And then watch Smackdown Live on Tuesday And then Wednesday is my catch-up day to watch Raw, uh, the rest of Raw, NXT, and anything else I need to catch up on. So it's it's a lot of WWE programming that i got to get to. But, I mean, I'm always down to talk wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I have so many fun, wacky stories from uh, my time covering wrestling here in the Bay Area. It, it's uh, <laughs> It's pretty amazing some of the things I've been able to get to do, and I'm very fortunate that I've been able to get to
1: do all that stuff. We'll, we'll we'll have to hook up again and we'll 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 talk strictly wrestling. This this time I wanted to talk about Sully. I wanted to talk about the Weed Man. You know, just because. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean, Although that's you know, that's good times. You know, that's good times.
5: Yeah. And I... Yeah. No, wow. it, it's I appreciate it, and you know, I'm I'm down to help out any way I can. You know, I mean, I'm just a local guy from Alameda as well. I'm I'm a Bay Area native all the way, and so I love supporting. Anything here locally, I can. That's always something I've uh, I've always cherished is just uh, supporting the local product out here. And I think what you're doing, I think what a lot of people, there's a lot of people in this area doing their own respective podcasts or shows. And I see everything online. You know, luckily with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I can look online see what everyone's up to. And I think it's so cool. And it just shows the how how broadcasting has evolved even just mm-hmm. the last five, ten years. And so I have so much respect for people who are, who are making the time. You know, a lot of us, you know, we have our day jobs, and then when we get home or whatever free time we do have outside of family and friends and whatnot that we're trying to do your own thing. And so what you're doing thing is awesome. And so, you know, what I mean, I'm always around to help out whenever I can. If I'm not at a concert or something like that, I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. So I, I can always talk wrestling whenever you want.
1: Well if you want to uh, wanna get out some plugs and you know your your Facebook or your Twitter or Instagram or whatever, go f- feel free.
5: Okay, cool. So for everything station related where I work at one oh seven seven the bone, just look up one oh seven seven the bone on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you hit that like button, follow whatever platform you're on. Uh me personally, I'm on Facebook at Baby Huey official, Twitter and Instagram at babyhuey eighty three. And uh let's see. Jimbo and I, as I just mentioned, we launched our, our wrestling podcast In The Click uh, last week, and we got a couple episodes out there already. We did our NXT and SummerSlam predictions, and then we did our recap and review the other day. So you can listen to those at 1077 com, or if you subscribe to 1077theBones podcast on iTunes, if you're an iPhone user, Stitcher, if you're an Android user. And, uh, yeah, we're going to record another episode tomorrow, so have that up by Friday morning at some point. And, yeah, just follow either on the Bone social media channels or my personal one. Um, I think in the next day or so we're going to release all In the Click, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. So I'm sure I'll be making posts on that on my pages where you can follow those. But I think on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it will be at In the Click as well. But, yeah, YouTube as well. I mean – it's funny, like if you just type in "Baby Huey 1077 The bone at Google, I'm sure there's so much, so much
1: stuff out there you can see my my wacky face on. Awesome. Well, Huey, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, I'm I'm assuming is it safe to assume that you're coming out for APW in September?
5: Yes, is that the ball end event?
1: Yeah, that's the one at you're talking the... about at the Bayshore Community Center overlooking the beautiful Cow Palace. But we're up nice. against it. Huey, it's, it's been my pleasure. I will see you in a couple okay. of weeks at that event, and I really appreciate you coming on. I, I, I really needed the rub. <laughs> You're welcome, man. Thank you again for giving me the time. Uh awesome. I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, if you need anything, please let me know. Don't hesitate to ask. Awesome, sir. I'm going to knock you off so we can get into the last okay. segment, then I can go to bed. <laughs> Me too.
5: <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks All right, you, Huey.
1: Everyone. Have a good cool. one, brother. Thanks,
5: guys.
1: All righty. That was 1077 The Bones' very own baby Huey. And we're going to wrap up with the mysterious question, Ms. Ark. Let's patch in the Ms. Okay. Who is the question, Ms. Ark? What is the question? <laughs> Uh, the question was, are you what's like your name? To ask, uh, what? <laughs> what's Not your what? name?
0: <laughs> My name is Kevin. Kevin Maffey. Kevin Maffey.
5: Maffey.
1: Maffey. Maffey. Welcome Maffey to the show, Kevin. Kevin. How are you doing, bro? Uh, Matt, how are you? <clears throat> I'm beat, man. These these young kids put me through the ringer. Oh. <laughs> I can't keep up with them. I, I'm getting too old. But uh, um, we, we had you too. on to we had you on to discuss uh this past Friday's APW sucker free event in Daly City. I mentioned a, you know a yep. couple things about it but uh well let's talk about it. Um we won't even talk about the six man's ag that didn't really you know a dark match but uh Hobbs and luxury. Right. Uh what did you think of that match?
0: Real good. Luxury's awesome, you know? Uh and Hobbs uh, with that power slam, it's the quickest power slam I think I've ever seen a wrestler do. And it seems like you know it comes out of nowhere and a boom. And luxury's perfect for him, you know. And uh, yeah, I like that match. Um, yeah, I know they're they're putting Hobbs over, and luxury uh, luxury was great.
1: Oh, uh, luxury is uh, he's Teflon. He can he can do yeah, jobs. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't Get this back anyway. A friend of the show, uh, Fred Lazarus, compares Rick Luxury to Ray Stevens. Oh, you know um, what?
0: Matt? I was—I think I was telling Fred or somebody that if Rick Luxury was wrestling in the '60s here or the early '70s, he would have been as over as maybe as much as Stevens. I don't know, but. Uh, compare him like to Buddy Rose is what I would compare him to. But he'd Mm. be over. He'd be winning at the Cow Palace for Shire. And he would be be, uh, one of those guys that Shire would use both as like the heavyweight champion or as part of a tag team champion. You know, he'd he'd team him up with somebody. He'd he'd keep him around.
1: Well, in the next match, um, the match that stole the show for me, uh Jungle Boy defeated Manny Fabrino, Marcus Lewis and Steven Cesario to uh bring back the newly recreated All Pro Wrestling Junior Heavyweight title. Um, mm. was this the best match on the show?
0: That this match, you know what it was? I I think so. Looking back, you know, the show was so loaded with good matches that it takes a couple of days to kind of think about what was the best match and and all that, you know, there were so many good matches with different angles, and that match was great. Uh, uh, I would say, yeah, it was either the the best match of the night or the second best, but yeah, it was fantastic. Those four guys in the ring, and and then having Tresario in there, uh, in place of, um, uh, in place of, um, Jake, Jake, right? Yeah. uh, That was, he was fantastic. Yeah, what a a great match. You know, uh, they aren't the young bucks, but hell, man, that was a that was a hell of a good match.
1: And it it showed that there are at least three challengers that are ready for Jungle Boy. So yeah. there's oh, you sure. know there's there's opponents, but if you when when people listen back, you know on the on the download replay of the show, you're going to hear who who uh, Jungle Boy wants to defend his you know he wants to defend his title against Jake Atlas. He wants yeah. Jake. Yeah. And yeah. I want him to want Jake. Um, yeah. So yeah, we had Ultimo a... Dragon. We had Ultimo Dragon, who was a, a last minute a replacement, thanks to Gabe and Shannon at Pro Wrestling Revolution. Uh, they took on Jake Atlas, uh, where Jake, you know, literally had minutes. You know, they picked up Ultimo from the from the airport, and then they booked the match. Um, what would you think of the the Ultimo match?
0: Ultimo was good. You know, I, I give Jake a lot of credit last minute, you know, here you are working with this legend. Right. And, uh, uh, and I think they worked a really good match. It was, it was put in the right place on the card. It was, uh, you know, followed up a hot match and got the fans kind of back settled down a little bit, watched some good wrestling. And, uh, yeah, uh, just seeing Ultimo dragon is, is awesome. You know, he's, He's not the same, but I mean, he's he looks great in the ring with the with his whole uh, ring gear and all that. His entrance, but yeah, no, I I liked it a lot.
2: And what Jake do you think of Jake? Well. well, what do you think oh, of Jake?
0: Jake's, great. Jake's Jake's great. Jake's got a, definitely a, a good future. Um, uh, yeah, he, I've seen him work a few times with different opponents, and he seems to carry himself well with whoever he's working with.
1: Well, Jake can go wherever Jake wants to go. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. You know,
1: ab- after, the, after the after uh, the undercover boss with Stephanie McMahon, there's you know there's that that WWE uh, you know inclusion type of thing. You know, he is an ambassador. He has um, a few months ago he went to Boston to speak with a bunch of children, you know, nice. about bullying. So you know, I mean, he can go wherever he wants to go. And yeah, that's cool because he's a he's a good kid. He's humble, right? Um, you know, and and he talks to fans, and he you know he 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 talks to fans one on one, and he doesn't look down at people, which is good. Yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, I like the guy. He needs more merch, though.
0: Does he? I you know what? I don't think I've gone over to his merch.
1: He didn't have much he had a couple of pins and the one shirt that that oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't wear, so <laughs> but uh the, the next one we have uh the internet title, uh J.R. Kratos defeated Rick Swan. Um this was this was kind of an odd match. Um yeah. because I really didn't see Swan I don't know, it just it, it you know, the big man, little man it worked and, and, and stuff like that and um Right. Kratos is a great heel. It just, I don't know, for some reason it just didn't click with me. What would you think of this one?
0: Well, you know, I think it was, uh, it was for Kratos, it was a guy to toss around, right? And, and Swan takes fantastic bumps, and he can fly around the ring. So if you're going to have a big man, a little man, he did that well. Yeah, he did this little gimmick with the dance thing, which he does at every every right. show with a, that's the strength thing. Uh, um It was okay, you know. I mean, I like Rick Swan. He's a hell of a good guy, and he's uh, fantastic to watch wrestle. It would have been fun to see him do stuff with a smaller wrestler, maybe. But you know, Kratos throwing him around was kind of fun. Well,
1: maybe, maybe he can have a a a match in the junior heavyweight division at the next show, and then you never know. He may move on to wrestle Jungle Boy. You never know.
0: You never know. Oh yeah, he's another guy that definitely would be. Oh. You imagine Rick Swan in that uh mix, ooh,
1: mm-hmm. great match. Now the the thing is, um, you know, when when Swan you know came down to the ring and, and people were singing you know the all night long the the uh, yeah. Lionel Richie song, uh, that was right. that fun. Um, he didn't get many jeers or boos, you know, because you know the the reason he yeah. was released and whatever, and he no one right. really messed with him about it, which is cool and i I, yeah. I i had words with him after the show i mean mm-hmm. uh, during intermission And, you know I'm like, i told him you know i'm like hey you know we're cool man you know it is what it is but you know we're not going to kick you in the nuts you know we we right. want you to come back
0: yeah exactly you know I mean, we don't know everything that goes on too
1: well you know charges were dropped yeah. works for me yeah right me too yeah you know and uh, the, yeah. the next match was our sports entertainment uh, segment of the show. Joy Ryan, teamed with Shanty Blackheart and Zia Brooks, Brookside, they beat Brittany Wonder, James Ellsworth, and Samara. Uh, this was your, yeah. you know, your wacky comedy and whatever's. And um,
0: right. I think this was the match where I bumped into you in the bathroom. So I think both yes. of us were having the same idea. So oh, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, but. I got back in time to watch it, maybe the second half of the match and I was I didn't climb up those bleachers to sit in my seat, so I sat low and watched mm-hmm. the crowd which was kind of cool but you know it's what it was I mean it was fun um pretty, pretty racy uh, I guess you know they didn't care about the the uh, children in the audience I don't know if that matters Well this okay or not,
1: but, this venue doesn't have as many kids the other no, one, the no. Bayshore has has more kids because it is a boys and girls club after all, so right, it's yeah. it's this this match wouldn't have been booked in that building.
0: No, no, this isn't that. This isn't one of those. No, it, it was a little you know for APW. Though I thought, wow, this is uh, you know for for APW, it's one of the more edgier matches as far as that stuff goes. You know, Shotzi pulling the lollipop out of her tights and. No, yeah, I
1: mean
0: it was funny, but uh yeah, it, it,
1: that's what it was. It was comedy. Well the way I only... see it the way I see it is Samara and Brittany both got, you know, bookings. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you know, right. they got booked. Yeah. You know, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah. uh the the next match, uh, The Hidden Future, Dave Dutra and Matt Carlos defeated the classic connection mm-hmm. buddy Royal oh. Levi Sapiro for the Gold Rush Tag Team titles. This
4: yeah, yeah. came
1: out of left field because I okay I, I knew that Buddy Royal was going to the New Japan Dojo full-time. I knew that. But I didn't see this mm-hmm. coming. Um, I know it broke your son's heart. Um, <laughs> Craig, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is still crying about uh, the breakup of the Classic yeah. Connection. Uh, did you see it coming? I, you know, I
0: thought they were going to break up that night. But I knew they were wrestling together this coming Saturday in Santa Cruz. So I thought, okay, it's not going to happen. I thought it'll happen in the future. I thought they were going to tease it a little longer, you know. So it did surprise me when it happened, although not totally, you know, because I could see it coming. And I think a show or two back, they started a little hint. it's It's when you show a hint at a show and then it doesn't happen. And then, you know, let that story continue, uh, you know, and then Brian Zane, uh, you know, doing the chair thing and, and all that after he told them, you know, shake hands, shake hands. And, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good, uh, turn or whatever you want to call it. Split up, um, yeah, it's sad to see the classic connection broken up. Of course, uh let's see what happens now. You know, that's what wrestling is all about is to see what's going to happen next.
1: Now, I've been been racking my brain to kind of figure out what Levi is going to do. Uh I, yeah, I don't see Levi as a single and I I really don't see um you can't replace. Okay, you know what? But Buddy Royal is uh Dennis Condry. We need to figure right. out a stand lane for Levi.
0: Yeah, that's I'm, right. You that's, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good one. I can think about now.
1: Any ideas?
0: Oh. Yeah. I uh, know Doug, you just mentioned that I'm trying to think who could who could possibly fill in. You know, uh, I don't know about Johnny Dynamo. Um, maybe mm, Johnny no. no, no,
1: He, he needs to be single. He needs to be single. Yeah. Solo. Uh, no, no tag team for him.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, maybe a, no, maybe no. a
1: young kid from the Brickhouse School.
0: Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That'll what make a, you think.
0: Yeah. What about you know, he doesn't play Mike Johnson, does he? Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll...
1: And the next match. Oh. The Loser leaves A P W Steiker defeated oh, Carl Fredericks. Fredrick. Yeah.
0: yeah. I expected Fredericks to lose because I know he was going down to that isn't he also going to that Dodo Matt? That down. Yeah, down New Southern Japan's are really really high yeah. on him. Yeah, he's making the big move down there. So I expected him to lose, you know. But it was a good match. I mean it was he he went out uh, uh like a gentleman, you know, he did his job for for Marcus, uh uh put us put over stiker.
1: Yeah. But, and uh, stiker was an asshole, which is good. Yeah. Keep your fucking heat. You yeah, know, he's got to yeah. he's got to work next month. And um yeah, you yeah. know, I'm kind of expecting stiker to, you know, maybe go on another run and uh mm-hmm. maybe uh contend for the uh internet title or something like that, but
0: Yeah.
1: The, right um, in the mix. Now. I do have to say though that when the streamers were thrown in, didn't it wasn't as good as when I give out streamers. Just saying. No,
0: it wasn't. Who was it? I oh, don't even know
1: who it was. I saw somebody's giving them out. No, uh, I, I forget it. his name. I'm not going to put him over. I forget his name. He's from SoCal. Yeah. Oh.
0: So, uh, okay. But yeah, I only saw two streamers going in the ring, and Levi. I saw when they threw it, and Levi's like, "What the heck? Two streamers?" You know, you kind of looked around like, <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> and next, the semi-main event, the Reno scum. Uh, who were left without opponents, um, uh, Penta, Ziermiedo, and Phoenix couldn't make it for whatever reason. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, you guys got to be pro- professional, and that's all I'm saying. Right. Um, they yeah. took on a team that I've seen them a few weeks back at the Virgil Flynn show, uh, They, uh-huh. they, the Stoner Brothers, uh, the Suburban Commandos, um, this was a hell of a match. It was short. We didn't get much, but that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, no, it was great.
0: Yeah. It was, I know that Adam was hurting. I know he had a, 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 it's not groin injury of some type. His leg was taped heavily, but, uh, yeah, no, for the Star brothers, they cut such great promos too. And, uh, get the crowd into it big time and, and, you know, uh, for pull aparts, it was fantastic.
1: It was great. Yeah. It
0: was great. Was like, it was, yeah, it,
1: it was wonderful. really well done. And, and it made yeah. me want to go buy a ticket to see them. Um, yeah. hopefully, you know, yeah. it, okay. I, I can't say hopefully, but things will continue. And yeah. there's, um, there are more layers to that story. That's all. It That's is. all I can tell you. There's more layers. I don't know what they are. I have an mm-hmm. idea. I think I know what's gonna and things that are gonna be happening. I'm not gonna let it out. But this is going yeah. to be a very fun, enjoyable program for yeah.
0: everybody. Oh, I'm to it.
1: Yeah, And yeah. I kind of, kind of getting like that. Bret Hart in '97. You know, the stoners or yeah. baby faces and then heels, and it, you know, they're they're heels in different spots and. It's going to be right. fun stuff to to see what these guys pull out of their pull out of their pockets for us. Yes. Um for sure. and the main event yeah. uh Jeff Cobb the defending champion defended his title yeah. successfully against Jacob Fatu. Uh there was yeah. a ref bump and whatever and um, yeah, this yeah. was solid. Uh I I really um, thought that that Jacob was going to bring the title home um because for one Cobb has, I mean, it's it's no secret. Cobb and, and Desi Dorada De have uprooted and moved to Vegas. It, it's, you know, yeah. he's he's got the ROH contract. He's got the, the deal with, with Ring of Honor. So he's, you know, he's going to do yeah. a couple, you know, I guess one more shot or two more shots, and yeah. that's about well, it.
0: Probably two, because huh? he's doing the tag team match in September, and I imagine it would be another, unless they work something in September where there will be a title match of some type. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like he'll be at at least two more, hopefully.
1: Actually, it would be – okay, September's the ta- – okay, so let's let's talk about it. Kratos ran in as well as uh, –
0: Kratos uh, ran in, and it's going to be Kratos and Cobb and as a heel team. And Cobb's and
1: uh, – uh, 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 Cobb and Kratos. So, Cobb and Kratos. Yeah. Now, wasn't it crazy that the fans were yelling for Jungle Boy to come make the save? You know,
0: it, it shocked me. I was like, what? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, do people know in, a, know in advance? I mean, because, uh, I mean, when he came out, I was like, what? He does? He did come out, you know, and he was so over uh, that uh, it it did. It surprised me. I was like, man. Uh, uh, you know what I like about Jungle Boy, too, is when he comes in the ring, you know, he he comes in. Uh, he, his facial expression is great. He he uh he he it's just kinda like stone faced or whatever. He doesn't give an over dramatic glare. He's just like here I am, you know, it's like I'm here, right? And uh, with his pose that he kinda crouches down. The guy's great.
1: Yeah, I, I I brought the I brought up him making the save um earlier when I interviewed him and he was shocked. He was shocked. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dude, you're over. You're over here. Yeah. You can do no yeah, wrong here. Yeah. Um, I kind of have the feeling I kind of have the feeling that we may get a junior heavyweight thrown into it to make it a six-man tag match
0: yeah, Could. oh yeah, right Uh,
1: the question is who would that junior heavyweight be that's kind of Uh kind of something to think about Um, yeah but I'll tell you though, (laughs) I think the person that that pins Cobb, okay, I'll tell you in September, I think (laughs) the person that pins Cobb We'll get the title match at Halloween Hell. There will be a Halloween Mm -hmm. Hell in October. Mm -hmm. It is confirmed Halloween Hell will be happening in October. I can't give the city or the venue, but the show has been confirmed. So it looks like Cobb will be defending. Um, Yeah. I think it's going to be Hobbs that wins because Mm -hmm. Jacob Fatu has put himself out there to uh, get booked around the country. And in the world, yeah, he's so he's that. you know he's he's free to go about wherever. So I kind of have the feeling mm-hmm. that he's going to be the next the next Jeff Cobb, you know, being the internet darling that gets you mm-hmm. know flown wherever. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, they've been pushing him and building him up for a while.
1: Well, plus plus, Hobbs is a homegrown kid, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's really over right with everybody here.
1: And he can defend the title in different companies. Gold Rush. Yeah. Um, he can defend at uh, a Brick House, you know, what
0: well
1: that we they're gonna to be announcing a, a show soon. Uh Are they I, I can't Good. yeah, I, I, I can't say the, the, the date or the venue. Yeah, but yeah, been, they've
0: it's been since last November, uh the last time they had a show.
1: Yeah, they, they they've got a venue, but I can't announce anything yet, so Okay,
0: um, well, that's something
1: to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. More more companies, yeah. the better. Run during the week, yeah. please. It's easier for me to get to. Um, right. But, yeah, that wraps up this show. Um, we have Friday, the 31st of August, down the street from your home, Gold Rush Pro yeah. Wrestling is coming back to the gold mine. Yeah. Finally. Um, yeah, finally. Uh Things have been taken care of, hopefully, and uh, we haven't mm-hmm. had any matches announced. But uh, I can pretty much guarantee that all the titles will be defended, and yeah, you know, we're gonna have the Hidden Future defend their Gold Rush Tag Team titles. Uh, Dynamite mm-hmm. Division Champion Boys the Grand will be in the house, and uh, yeah, who holds the the probably... singles belt? Is it is it still Sin or
0: Sin? Yeah, Sin still
1: has it. Yeah, okay. I don't know he's what's in, going in on. That's what I, I,
0: I'm thinking, Sin, I don't know how serious he is right now with the wrestling. I I haven't seen him booked anywhere. I don't know what's going on with him. He poss-
1: he may be injured. For all I know.
0: Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, he very well could be uh, injured somewhere. Yeah. Um I just yeah. I haven't heard anything. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but Sid's kind of a private person, so yeah, you know, I, we don't I, we really don't know.
0: Yeah, and that's how wrestling is. I mean, a guy gets injured and you just go, oh, where's this guy? And you never hear, and that's how it is. They keep it quiet and, you know. That's always so how wrestling is.
1: Are you and Craig uh, heading to Santa Cruz this weekend? Yeah, yeah, we're going down there. It'll be a lot of fun. They're going
0: to have a, a a six, what is that, it's a three-man match, Sinbode, Funny Bone, and Kratos in a three-man match. Yeah, that's going to be
1: interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be good but, stuff.
0: Which I've never been to a best for the West uh promotion. But it's a nice time, five o'clock. Uh so it
1: will give gives you some time to get down there and but yeah, yeah. I, I'll be watching There's I'll no, be watching on the fight app, so cool. <coughs> Just I yeah, can't make the,
0: it at the Veterans, I think it was some kind of Veterans Memorial building down there.
1: If I remember right, it's the one that's that's on the boardwalk. Oh, okay. There's well, a, yeah. We'll if I remember we'll right, right. Uh-huh. I, I haven't uh-huh. been to a show in Santa Cruz in a long time. Yeah, Vendetta Pro it was the last time I was there for. Uh, mm-hmm. it was in June when they had a they they did the showing of the Lost Boys out on the on the beach, and they had Billy Blade uh-huh. taking on Gangrel, You know, vampire oh. match.
3: And they brought oh, nice. in Shelly
1: Martinez. So. Uh-huh.
0: You had that's it right there on the boardwalk? Uh-huh. Yeah, it
1: was right on the boardwalk. The the venue was oh. literally right on the boardwalk.
0: That's nice.
1: Um, but I, I'm not quite sure. I think it's at the Veterans Memorial Building or something. Uh, don't don't quote yeah. me. You can, you can get that info. Yeah. Of Best of the West, type it in Facebook and whatnot. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's fine. Well, Kevin, it's time. Um, Oreo's calling mm-hmm. me, and I'm pretty sure that... Uh, yeah.
0: I think Banjo's warming up the bed for me.
1: Banjo's ready to roll, too. So I'd like to uh, thank you for coming on and uh, being this episode's question, Ms. Arc, and, you know, uh, letting me have a little fun by poking fun at you. And, uh, Absolutely. Once again, thanks for coming on and running down the APW show for me. Okay, Matt.
0: Take it easy, buddy.
1: All righty, brother. See you on the 31st.
0: Okay, bye-bye.
1: All right. All right, that was Kevin Maffey. My fi My fear. All righty. That's Kevin with his son, Craig. And he is this episode's question. Mizark. Um, I'd like to thank Stevie Cesario for coming on. Uh, it's a pretty good interview. Uh, I was a little bit nervous there. I, I, I don't know why I, I don't know, but yeah, he did very well. Stevie. Thanks for coming, for calling in. Uh, thanks to jungle boy, the new APW junior heavyweight champion. Um, this kid's great, man. He's humble. You need to book him, book him, book him, book him, book him. Um, I think it might be time to put the rocket on uh, Jungle Boy. So, uh, you know, get get some promotional videos out and uh, check out the companies that he works for regularly, All Pro Wrestling as well as Pro Wrestling Revolution. Um, check him out. He's a good, great performer, good kid, and a really good interview. I'd also like to thank Baby Huey for coming on. Um Yeah, we didn't get to talk much wrestling, but that's okay, though. You know, we're not just a wrestling podcast. But uh, thanks again for coming on, Huey. I will uh, have to have you on again. We can talk more wrestling. Maybe we can get Jimbo on. And also, thanks again to Kevin for coming on. Um, Let's see. You uh, You can get past show archives at... Let's get it here. Past show archives. You can get at... Tinyurl.com backslash ALTW radio. And you can get all 180 of my past episodes there. Um, once again, this episode was brought to you by the Zombie Podcast Network. Uh, I put out feelers today. Um, I feel like producing again. So uh, we already have the DERFcast. Uh, Fred and DERFcast and are on our network. Uh, where I run a live board for him from time to time. Sometimes he records on his own. Sometimes I run a live board. Um, yeah, if you if you feel like you know you got the game to and and the 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 sack and the gumption to come on and do a podcast, you, hey, hit me up, dude. I mean, inexpensive. Okay, it's not expensive. I will not charge you an arm and a leg. Trust me. Plus, I do it for you know the fun too. I mean, I I pay for this blog talk service out of pocket. I have no sponsors. But, you know what, if you want to join the family, cool. Uh, this episode was also brought to you by brownbutterwrestling.com backslash VGIII.html. All proceeds of those shirts under that banner uh, will go to uh, Kathy Flynn, Virgil Flynn's widow. Um, also, the Reno Scum, uh, their July and August uh Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirt sales are going to uh, the Flynn family as well as Brian Kendrick's wrestling pro wrestling group. Uh, Brian Zane is also doing the same thing with his BWT. Uh, You can see the uh, graphic for this show uh, that's got a listing of of people who are donating their their, uh, proceeds for some shirts and merchandise. Uh, We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Looks like we're going to be focusing on the gouge promotion from the Carolinas. Uh, We're going to have Seymour Snot back on the show, among others. So uh, let's hit it and hashtag Kenan.